Curtis, Mauna. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E, so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the L. Sorry, I'm late. I just don't give a fuck. Check one, check two, check three. We're back to Late to Work is the podcast name right now. We've kind of been going over some ideas about switching it up since everything's changed. we got a formula or whatever. But I'm host. <laughs> I'm your host, only Chris Allen, uh, on everything that is digital. Uh, Facebook, actually Facebook, I'm just Chris Thomas, but <laughs> IG, Twitter, you can add me, fucking send me a message, I'm the worst at social media, uh, I'm here with my man, Mitch. It's your boy, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch aka King Lear, aka at ML, or just MGainer22, um, one or more social medias, find me on Facebook, at Late to Work, with my boy, Chris Allen here, uh, come find us, man, we, yeah. we getting bigger on Facebook, SoundCloud, uh, the iTunes thing helped. I don't know. A lot of y'all just can't be bothered with SoundCloud, apparently. Fuck you, iPhone people. But like, I get it. Yeah. You know, Apple World, nah, I get it. Uh, so we back. Episode 11. Episode 11. We in the double digits. We are right? officially in the double digits. Episode Edelman. Yeah, dude. Who, I was just watching someone. I was like, I can't believe they're at 100. Oh, uh, Drink Chance are about to reach 100, 100 episodes. Drink Chance is 100 episodes? Yeah, man. Jesus I was surprised, Christ. too. Yeah, dude. I just went back and... Uh, after we had did the top five shit, I went back and listened to some drink champ shit. I forget how good they were. Like and hearing hip hop, I'm such a hip hop head, man. And I just you're such going, a better hip hop fan than me, dude. I'm such a hip hop dude. I'm a '90s like '90s early 2000 music, like especially like R and B. Fucking that's the class. That is like the classic fucking time era. Like I'm actually like writing a joke right now about just like being born at the perfect time like the perfect time to be like going outside not having internet not having like uh, iPhones and smartphone and you get to experience the best artists of the world like Michael Jackson you, your parents tossed down you like Motown's and classic rock you got Biggie you got Pac and then like right now everything you get to experience all that and still if we hold on long enough we still will probably be able to fuck robots <laughs> so, like that's like the premise of what I'm writing right now, and then it's like getting it's like getting some weird shit about me fucking robots after that. But that I feel I like that's say, the frontier. I, I think you kind of write generationally speaking. Like when it comes to music, we we're able to be raised by what I think is probably one of the the best eras of music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we ever had. Was yeah, that, like late 50s through mid 70s run mm-hmm. like there was just a lot of great music taking over the globe so it didn't really matter where you where you were what you were raised on you go raised on good like for instance like you know I, I grew up in a really white community but yeah. I grew up with you know my southern black father yeah. and so like where all my friends grew up on you know like Led Zeppelin uh-huh. and Pink Floyd and like these are Hendrix like great musicians yeah. I I hadn't even heard of Led Zeppelin yeah. until I was like 20 because yeah, I grew up on Earth, Wind and Fire yeah, and dude. P-Funk yeah, and Gil Scott exactly, Heron yeah. which is also incredible fucking music exactly, yeah. but you got to grow up on that you, you're like young like coming of age uh-huh. was the golden era of hip hop as you as you mentioned before yeah and then as far as like the new wave of music uh-huh. I still look back at like that might have been the death of rock for sure yeah but it went out with an interesting move yeah it did like that like new wave like pop punk screamo yeah. like 
like thrash pop. Yeah. And that like kind of came up with like the early 2000s. Yeah, I it was love still that shit. Yeah, yeah, it was still good, some good. And that was like, it, it, put it this way, I think it extended the pop culture run of rock and roll 15 yeah. years. Yeah. And you know I, what I mean, I think it was, it was dying regardless. Yeah. And now, not to hate on any of my rock fans, y'all just, sorry, the market. Yeah, the mark. I mean, I miss good rock. I miss like, I, it, yeah. like what's like good rock for you? This would be fun. Black people explore good rock. I know. Music. I mean, like what I listen to is like Pink Floyd, uh, okay. Black Sabbath, uh, Led Zeppelin, um, Nirvana, and shit. Like, yeah, I mean, I just listen to like those are the shit that like I feel like I connect with and have a, there's a strong emotion to it. It's music with passion and shit. Let, let like, me ask you a question because yeah. this is something that gets me in trouble with all my white friends. Yeah. What's your take on the Beatles? I love the Beatles. I think I and like I loved and I'm not sure if I loved it. Here's my thing about the Beatles. I'm not sure if I loved the Beatles because of this nostalgic because before I realized what who the Beatles were and what the Beatles stood for and their history shit, I was just hearing them on like dope movie tracks. So like <laughs> all you hear dozen like your favorite movies always had Beatles on it. Then you're like, yo, like who is this Beatles? Beatles. And then you by the time like I'm hip hop until like I'm 15, 16, then I'm like, oh well, let me just like. And then we start to download music and shit. Then you're like, oh, let me download the Beatles. And then like, oh, all this shit is just like it feels special. But I'm not sure if it feels special because it's in all of my favorite movies and shit. Yeah. And it's, it's just like linked to all your best exactly. Feelings. Or, I mean, or but music, I think right? it's probably like, a, you, you a mix. Music because of that. Yeah. I mean? Like there's no, there's nothing, there's no song I love because of the shitty memory I have. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, actually, well, that's no, that, mm, that's not true. But there's, yeah. a lot, there's a lot of songs from Why? shitty times that take you back. <laughs> are you are you not like a fan of the Beatles or? Uh, I just right? I I think they're cool. Like I, yeah. I guess in in that same vein, I was speaking of earlier, really just like music I missed as a yeah. kid. You know what I mean? Like nobody's playing Beatles in my house. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I I there, there is no like nostalgic value for it, mm-hmm. and so all I hear is like. It's good three chord pop music, you know yeah. what I mean? Cool. I just like there isn't a lot of time and space in my life for like sixties era three chord pop music. Like I just it's not what I particularly care for, and like I'm not particularly impressed by it. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people give you a lot of shit for that because like, well, they're, they're innovators, they're parties, they did so much. And I'm not yeah. taking any of that away. It's the the same argument I used for the Jordan LeBron debate, right? Yeah. But Jordan did more for basketball than possibly any single person could. Yeah. I think the rivalry between Jordan and LeBron will be in the next era of LeBron's career, honestly, and what yeah. he does for the game. Yeah. But that's that's the tipping point of the argument now. To say that Michael Jordan was more talented than LeBron James, it just it, it falls on its face if you watch LeBron James play basketball the past ten years. Yeah. LeBron James is the most talented basketball player all around that we've ever seen. He's more impressive watching him play than watching Mike play as somebody who watched them both play. Okay, this skill. Skill-wise. Skill. That, that's what you're I don't like, know. Technical I don't, ability. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, there's a debate there because LeBron James is 6'8 and 260. Jordan but, was 6'6. But that's six, what makes it. This is my like point. That's what makes it not a debate. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he can do everything Jordan did bigger, stronger, and faster yeah. versions. And that's just fit, like the physical ability of being his size. Like his, it that, changes. That is what it is. Yeah. But like that doesn't diminish Mike's greatness. Michael Jordan is the greatest yeah. basketball player. Yeah. Period. Yeah. There is no debate. Nobody has done more for basketball than Michael Jordan. Yeah. That is it. The guy is basketball. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's how I feel about the Beatles. Like, 
Uh, but the same thing I, about I, Muhammad I, I, Ali. I like hundreds of pop artists yeah. more than I like the Beatles. Yeah. Does that mean the Beatles aren't the greatest? Sure, they're the greatest. Saying they're distinct and they're innovative and they're pioneers is mm. completely different from saying that like I ought to listen to them. Yeah. Because exactly. I don't like their music yeah. at all. Which is like, yeah, it's something. It's like anyone debating over like I hate when people are like getting the heated arguments about no, this guy is better. This guy is better when it comes to music because it's like it's like oh, it's like arguing beauty. It's like something that's yeah. beautiful to someone else is different from the other person. It's like it's not a debate, dog. Like you guys, you can debate sports because there's statistical facts behind it but you really can't you can debate you can, art yeah you can't really debate art you can't debate music and shit i mean some people just got bad taste i mean it's like so it, let me let me ask you this because we forgot to put it on the whiteboard uh, what are we doing our last five top five on today oh man um, i feel like we could carry this debate over later and we'll get into actual shit oh i mean we we started off with music i mean we can do it with like top five uh, uh, no, here, here's a debate. I heard, I was reading into this the other day. Shout out to Crooked Eye. I love Crooked Eye, one of my favorite artists out mm-hmm. ever. Uh, he put up a poll the other day. Best feel good rap singles, like mm-hmm. records, not full albums. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with that. All right, I'm with that. Hey, we'll be back to that. All right. Put that on the board. All right. You want to intro what we're actually talking about today? Now that we, can I just say before we get into anything? You're a comic. Uh-huh. I, I'm not a professional funny person. Uh-huh. I, I consider myself a professional person. Uh-huh. I want to be well-rounded in all aspects, but I really appreciate the funny people in the world. Yeah. And the role of comedy in a, in a time like this, man, like we've been on such serious shit the past couple uh-huh. episodes. My whole life outside of here has been super serious. People have died at the fucking earthquake in Mexico. There's another mass shooting where seven people died like two days ago. Uh-huh. Like, it, my Broncos were off this week. I couldn't even watch football. It sucked. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got yeah. nothing. Like, there's no happiness in my world. And I was listening to uh, another podcast on the way down here. Uh, Guys, we fucked one of my top five. Uh, and they were they were just remarking on the need for people to keep telling jokes in times like these. Yeah. Uh, and it's shitty because I feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a trained joke teller. I don't feel like I've earned that right to, like... We're going to get into some more serious shit today. It's like, I feel like I crack off on air sometimes. A lot of people will take that the wrong way. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, you need to be able to be funny. You need to be able to laugh at the world around you. Because shit is too goddamn sad right now. Absolutely. Tonight. I've been taking myself very seriously lately. And it's just sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Like, I'm at this, like, weird... Comp- I'm at this weird stage of, like, of comedy where I am trying to, like, develop like my sound and my voice and shit but in do it in the in the space where I feel like okay I would position my what I write to where the time and what's needed in the time and I feel like what's needed in the time is like someone to be that in honestly I'm not like think I'm even close to it but someone who needs to be honest about situations and shit like like a prior like a Chris Rock like a uh like someone who's just fucking dangerous and will just go out there and fucking say that especially someone who is like yeah, but you, gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta you walk a fine line. Yeah, because it's gotta be funny. But you, it's yeah, gotta yeah. be funny. But it also has to be. It's too much political correctness. We're oversensitive, and someone has to say that shit. And someone, and it can't just be like, like, like left, right wing people saying like this is fucking ridiculous. There has to be people on both sides to say, hey, like we have to be able to make fun of shit. 
and at least be able to make fun of shit. And I don't care what side you stand in. I can be on your side of an issue, but I can still make fun of it and make jokes about it. And I feel like that's you, necessary. You know who I think does it ex- extremely well? And I don't know why. I just come off as wild racist against Southeast Asians because I'm just wicked ignorant. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to Jets once again. I hope you continue to help us produce <laughs> this podcast because I still suck. Uh, but like... <laughs> All, like, Indian, Filipino, like, Southeastern Asian comics, Uh Southeastern American Asian comics, Mm -hmm. always seem to do that very well. Yeah. They, like, tend to be leaning pretty far left, but have, like, this conservative family background that, like, Mm -hmm. roots them in, you know, somewhat centrist, like, morality, and is able to kind of call the left on it shit really well. Yeah. And, like... Yo, I, I watched. Uh, have you seen uh, Hassan Minaj's special, Homecoming no, King? No, I think someone Fucking told me to watch amazing. it. I'm not sure if it was you like, or Jatin. Unbelievable, uh-huh. absolutely, like unbelievable. I'll one of the best stand-up out. specials I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just like the whole thing is like this one giant commentary on like the immigrant transition experience and being first generation in America mm-hmm. and the treatment from the society, but also like the struggle to integrate, but the desire to not. And like mm-hmm. it's it's. A lot of looking at the people who supposedly represent that community mm-hmm. here and saying, uh, like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're fucking this up for us. Uh, and so, I don't know. I I find that exceptionally important yeah. nowadays. It is. I think it's... I, well, it's, it's... I have a problem with comedians being the only semen especially nowadays being like the only like level-headed person who gives you the truth i mean you look at our politicians obviously you can see like their lies and their manipulations and their games now more clear than ever because we're so more than ever our, our our culture and people are more uh, our senses are more like keen to pulling out being able to point out bullshit and now we can see a lot of it but you see the comedians you see like the uh trevor noah's and the um uh, oliver john oliver and these guys being the only guys that like and i was and sometimes they're super a little bit too left and you want them like to ride the middle but they're the only people being like real about issues and, and coming forth with them and being truthful and coming with facts and so forth like that and it's ridiculous i think they said yeah, that but they also pick their spots they do they do but at least you're getting an opinion and and, and at least it's like it, you don't feel like they're lying to you just because they, they at least believe in it and you don't see that from politicians like i mean so let me ask you this you you say that you believe that we're gonna get into our major topic here one one of the issues with this situation with oh, harvey yeah. weinstein is exactly this is like you have these very influential comedians mm-hmm. hosts uh, interviewers, media personalities, mm-hmm. none of which who want to take on one of their own. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it's like, these are the guys who are supposed to be, right? Like, Trevor Noah is supposed to be taking Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. John Oliver is supposed to be, Stephen Colbert, like, these guys are supposed to be taking him apart right mm-hmm. now. They, yeah. You can meet, like, if, if, if Harvey Weinstein was a Coke brother, what do you think the oh, coverage of this would be? I mean, the, you saw what they did to Bill O'Reilly. They the, just that's what I'm saying. Like, come on. Down. Come yeah, on. They should, they should. And I'm not even saying that that's the right thing to do. Yeah. I don't even know how I feel about all that. But I'm saying just be consistent. Yeah. I mean, there's certain, like, I like to, like, when there's certain issues like that, I understand, like, being hesitant. 
but the fact, like, for the Nelly situation, so Nelly's getting charged with rape. But there's no, and, like, you kind of feel like, nah, Nelly probably didn't do that. And there's no real evidence yet that we've seen from the girl that's accusing Nelly. But with Harvey Weinstein, it's like a, there's audio and there's like a Yo, that audio you creepy. played me earlier is fucking crazy. And so, yeah, so you. I don't know if y'all have heard this. Like, I. Okay, like, let's. Hold on. I'm going to pause this for a second. I got to consult with Chris on something. We're going to be right back. How many people out there have heard the, the audio recording from Harvey Weinstein? So there's a girl. Did, did Was she. You said she's undercover, right? Was she like so, a prostitute? I'm not no. trying to be insensitive. Was she like an escort or something? They hired oh, to go undercover? Like, okay, this so the backstory of it, if you guys go and check out this audio, it's on YouTube. Well, but, we'll, um, we'll post the audio on, on Twitter as well. We'll share that. So what happened was, did, like, I guess she was with him the night before, and he there was some inappropriate touching, and he was obviously, you see how creepy he was in there trying to proposition her. So she goes to the police and the police suggest that she wears a wire of some sort to record the incident to get have evidence of you know his creepiness so she goes there with the wire on or with the recording device and like obviously he's fucking creeping on her again she gets the evidence to prove that whatever happened whatever she said to the cops actually happened like her him touch grabbing on her boobs and stuff like that and i'm sure a bunch of other weird shit and then, but I guess this this chick who um, did all this ends up like saying it didn't happen because I think Harvey Weinstein really? paid her off. But the audio's there, and it's so. So like the I I guess I said I just said like the audio is crazy, and I say that as like I don't know about Chris. I don't want to speak for Chris. I've done plenty of wild, crazy shit. I've been yeah. drunk in love and drunk on other shit and yeah. out here acting a fool over all sorts of women in my life. I don't think ever in my life I've sounded that weird to no, anyone. No, like, that shit was much. crazy, yeah. bro. Like, she's out here talking about, like, no, no, like, get away from me. No, I don't want to be next to you. You make me uncomfortable, like, dozens of times. Yeah. And he's just... Yeah, like t- like straight up old rich white dude like swag like don't embarrass me in this bar yeah. you just come over here for one second and she's like I don't want you to touch me like that ever again he's like I'm just used to that like my nigga like no one is used to that yeah. I don't care how much uh, maybe I don't know I've, I've hung out with some rich people mm-hmm. I, not to that level you know what I mean yeah. but I've never met anyone even people who had like paid escorts around on deck when we were hanging out yeah. who was just like yeah, I just walk around grabbing titties on Deckington of people I've never spoke to. Like, I don't know anyone who moves like that. Yeah, and here's here's my weird thing. And I'm trying to under, like, just taking everything into, like, digesting everything I heard about this situation, knowing who he is, and being like, I've respected this guy for a long time. Like, just, like, listening to him. He was on... Um, he did a, a podcast with I want to say it was Tim Ferriss where he breaks down all his like accomplishment oh, Weinstein, Weinstein uh, yeah Weinstein sorry uh, and it was incredible and I was like I really respected this guy too um, a lot so, of people seem to yeah and I'm, he seems I'm not like, like a, a, a super like cinema buff so I, I like I was aware of him but I didn't know how influential he was yeah so um, here's the thing and I'm not like giving him any passes. I'm just saying that, like, Chris no, I'm just saying that, like, he's 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 done some good things, 
but he is a very flawed individual and he's fucked up and he's and he and what he's done is like is disgusting uh, I think there's a weird thing with men where they get all they get accomplished all this shit they do all these big things they have money they have all the cars and shit like that and then they get in this weird space where they still can't get women and it's all and, and like there's 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 the argument to say that like people accomplish all this shit and you know push through all these barriers to get where they are so they can have all this money and get women and so when you do all this shit and you have all your dreams and goals I think that's what turns people fucking creepy they have all this shit they're able to talk to these other the most famous people in the world like they hey you do this you do they get to move all these famous powerful people around like pawns and then they can't get a beautiful one. Because, like, you got to think, again, not giving anyone a pass, and we'll get much deeper into my thoughts on this, but on a surface level, if you're Harvey Weinstein or something. Weinstein, I think. Weinstein. Weinstein. Uh, if you're Harvey Weinstein and you're used to, like, being able to call up Mel Streep, Tom Hanks, and be like, yeah. nah, nigga, do this. Exactly. And they, like, like you call Tom Sign Hanks and say jump, and he say how high. Yeah. And then, like, some bitch you picked up at the bar is like, nah, I'm cool. Yeah. And you're like, wait, hold on. Like, do you know who the fuck I am? Exactly. But, and this is, to get on my male feminist podcast shit, like, this is the problem with, like, toxic fucking masculinity yeah. is like you really think as a dude and I know this because I'm a dude who hangs out with dudes you really think as a dude somewhere inside of you well shit now like I, I got it right like yeah. you're supposed to want me to be able to like in our cro magnum mind yeah. provide comfort protect and like prosper pretty yeah. much right mm-hmm. if I'm on here I got a billion dollars in bank and a fucking armed security force that looks like the Delta team yeah. and like more money than God now and 46 properties on 20 different countries yeah. the fuck else am I supposed to do like this is everything y'all told me to do to get pussy like this was it I checked exactly. all the boxes and that's what's fucked up is cause like we don't ever teach men like We've accepted the idea that men are, like, the only way to teach men is to tell them, like, this is a means to get pussy, right? Mm-hmm. And we, like, we need to move past that, but that, accepting that for what it is, because I'm not here to change society mm-hmm. that much, accepting that for what it is, we just need to, like, reteach men, and probably also young women, that, like, there's more attractive, better, healthier ways to do that. Like, you shouldn't lust after people because of what they have. You should lust after them because of what they can, like, the the feeling that they give you, the the, uh, opportunity they provide your soul, not your Mm -hmm. pockets. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people get caught up in the opportunity of, like, all right, I can advance in my life by being with this person. Yeah, but also, okay, I think there's multi-levels to this. I agree with a lot that you said, but I also think that, like, as an individual, Harvey Weinstein has accomplished so much by being powerful, aggressive, and assertive. Facts. And, and and so if he... And it's just like, at that point, it's just like conditioning. He's like, oh, well, like, I got all this shit, and, this, and just having that's not working, being aggressive, and, cre- and like... Well, and because here's the thing. It's like, okay, I get all the shit, right? I go, I try bad girls. Uh-huh. All these girls say no. Okay, right? You back to the drawing board. Uh-huh. What's on the drawing board? Well, how do I get all my shit? 
You, I was aggressive. You, I was assertive. I didn't take no for an answer. You, not, his like, influence is not. Exactly. Yeah, dude. So that's why he's like, oh, I'll just use this to get pussy. And I bet you it worked a fucking ton of times. Well, because like, and, and this is the problem is you go. So I, I, I attended, participated in whatever, like a panel discussion uh, with the NFL mm-hmm. on like sexual harassment and toxic masculinity and uh, dating abuse and like all these different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things we talked at length about was this idea that. It, it's a two-sided coin. I think p- part of the issue is what we teach men, mm-hmm. but then also because of that, mm-hmm. we also teach women that they're inferior and that they need a man. Mm-hmm. And here's the issue with that. That's I think women need men and men need women and people need people, I mm-hmm. guess is my philosophy yeah. on that. I don't think you need a specific kind of person. Mm-hmm. People need people. Mm-hmm. But the issue with that is that the types of people we're raising to be desirable. Mm-hmm. Like, Inst- if we just taught men yeah. what being a real man was was like all of these healthy things, mm-hmm. women would want that. Yeah, <laughs> because we, we could keep the the program the same for women. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but you could keep it the same where you still need a man. But mm-hmm. now, what a real man is 20 years from now is a dude who like shows up on time and pays bills and like loves you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I but I think there's also there's some evolutionary factors in there that like women are probably evolved to be attracted to this alpha male type figure that's like assertive and aggressive and goes out there and hunts but, and so but my point like is you don't need to be anymore we need to evolve past, we need to I, evolve I our standards for men past calling that the alpha yeah exactly like you're I, not the alpha for being that anymore yeah you? yeah I don't I mean there's a lot of things that we do I think that evolutionarily it's not feasible right now to be successful like you can be you don't have to go out and hunt you can be a computer programmer so like Women being, you know, attracted to like broad shoulders and shit like that, and height and shit like that may not be like maybe we'll eventually evolve into like I hope something. That don't change. I'm six months. Uh, well, I, but yeah, but you you think about it, but that's what like and like and the same thing with like men. Women, men are usually attracted to like cur- the curvy. Like it's evolutionary because it's like oh, like I can put a baby in that, you know. So <laughs> certain things that like, you know. I think that socially are starting to become a little bit different because you see like the nerdier guy, yeah. the cool is like nerdy and smart and like I feel like that's more double straps. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's starting to be cool now, but I still think like there's certain things like he got all there's certain things as humans that like we're attracted to and like regardless not even talking about sexually just as like in a leader I and mean, Harvey's Weinstein was a leader, and he got there being aggressive, assertive, having a plan, and that. I guess, like, I, I guess, getting back to that, like, that's. I get that that's that's what we've come to value in leadership. I don't, I don't think being. Is that an excuse? No, I, but I, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think the future is leaders who are aggressive and don't take no for an answer. Yeah, I think they're ones who are strategic and compromise mm-hmm. and pick their shots. Yeah, uh, and like. That, I guess that's what makes this look so sloppy to me. Yeah. Like, bro, like, this isn't like, okay, cool, like, over the course of seven months, like, you coaxed some intern over some wine and dinners and, like, developed a relationship and you had a thing on the side. Like, that's pretty creepy, but, like, I could see it. Yeah. Nah, like, you pulled your dick out in the hallway and told the girl, stand still. Exactly, dude. Like, yeah. yo, that's weird, bro. That is the ultimate, like, creepy like, fucking thing to do. That's kind of weird at a sex party. Yeah. 
Like if somebody I've been to a couple of sites where if somebody I just heard somebody be like, Don't move. Yeah. And just was yeah, like I'm cranking like, it. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool, I got some shit, but this is a little weird. <laughs> that's super violent to me. Yeah, yeah. Like so like if that's the level you're on, like that's a different playing field. Like my yeah. nigga, like, nah. <laughs> not at all. Like I'm, that's not that that's not that's sloppy leadership. So hold on, this <laughs> sloppy is, leadership. Go back to the sex. You were at a sex party. How many people were at this sex? Party? I've had mad sex parties, bro. A house is organized. I never get invited. So, some of them, I call some of them like house parties. Everything's like organized. And people were like, hey, like we're gonna go here. Then we may have sex, or is it just like no? We're everyone's going here and everyone's fucking. No, for so for instance, like uh, I won't name spots because I don't want people to like, see me. I don't know what's up. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's like a couple of regular like BDSM nights around New England. Oh. Word. And so I've definitely like hit a couple of those once or twice. Yeah. Uh, I've been to a couple. So the the first so the first time I ever went to like a quote unquote sex party, uh, we're getting way off topic. This is fucking. Yeah. Uh, was a swingers party uh-huh. that I didn't know was a swingers party. Uh-huh. So this girl I worked with was moving away as her last day. Mm-hmm. We we're having like a going away party for this girl. So I'm like, all right, cool. And the people who were hosting the party were like, oh, like bring your girl. I was like, cool. Uh-huh. Also, my girl can like meet some of my work friends and shit. I'm like 19, right? Uh-huh. I have no clue. Yeah. So I'm walking where this party. This party is banging. I'm where? 19 years old. There's more liquor than I've ever seen. Yeah. We got an ice luge. This is my oh, first time doing sick. an ice luge. Yeah. Like we're, this party is banging. I, I'm all sorts of fucked up. I'm smoking hella blunts. I'm wicked drunk. Uh-huh. Uh, and so my girl's like pissy drunk, and I go to go find her to make sure she's okay. Uh-huh. And I walk around the corner, and homeboy who lives here uh-huh. is like posted up on the wall, like talking to my girl. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm looking at him, kind of like, all right, like I'm gonna open my door, like I'm gonna let this fly. Yeah. I'm checking her in a sec. We'll see whatever's whatever. Like uh-huh. I ain't worried. Like yeah. I know who she came with, like confident young yeah, man. Exactly. So actually, like she's kind of tired. She has something. Like, you want to go? She's like, yeah. All right. I was like, I'm gonna give you a ride home and come back to this party. This party's uh-huh. bang. Yeah. So I give her a ride home, uh, and she tells me like he was really like trying to sling dick. Yeah. Like he was definitely like throwing it out there, and he's married. Like he lives there with his wife. Yeah. I'm like what the fuck's this thing? So I'm going to back to this party anyways yeah. but now I'm going back like yeah. angry. I'm, I'm out here like you know you know who I am that's what I mean like I'm 14 beers in I've, I've worked there like two months I barely know these people so yeah. I'm wilding out angry black guy on yeah. 100 <laughs> kicking in the door like what up nigga you know what I mean and I'm like where the fuck is Dan uh-huh. and Dan come around the corner he's like yo I'm like what's going on and I was like yo you me outside we gotta talk right the fuck now uh-huh. and so I'm airing him out in the fucking back and what the fuck's wrong with you trying to fuck and like he's kind of did no one tell you? And I was like, tell me what? And then I turn around and I realize like his wife's over here cuddled on the couch with some other nigga. Oh, like man. Shorty I know was here with her girlfriend is off with like some other gay dude couple. I'm yeah. like, yo, what is going on? Yeah. I was like, what are, what kind of parties? And he's saying, like, yo, this is just what we do. It's like uh, once a month we all get together. I thought you and your girl might be down. I was like, Damn, I thought I was sex positive. Yeah. Uh, fuck, this takes some adjusting to. All right. Let me back up all my statements, Dan. Yeah. Like, my fault. Uh, Would have been cool to know before. Yeah, thank you for, you know, clearing that up now. I would have prepped out with her, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was a wild time. And, I mean, yeah, since then, I've had been some sex parties. Been there with knowing the rules. There, there have been times I've heard somebody jacking off violated somebody standing very still. And it was very creepy. Uh, <laughs> I bet, dude. There's no way. There's no cool way to do that. Nah, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Not, not a single... That's what I mean. Like, there's a lot of weird sex on the internet, right? Yeah. I don't care what you're into. This is a sex-positive podcast. I haven't checked that with my co-host. I'm just <laughs> saying that right now. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. <laughs> uh, I'm not here to kink shame anyone. Yeah, any shit. If you're... 
if there isn't a situation sexually in which what you're talking about would be appropriate even with consent, uh-huh. yeah, it's a lot. It may be a, a bit far. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, and I'm weird. Like I don't like. Like I can't. Like I don't even like like watching porn where like. Uh, like the dude is like super aggressive with the girl and it's like it's like dude like no like I can't even watch that it's like I don't like that any part of like it feeling like it's not consensual I I, I don't mind that so long as it's clearly consent I know it's weird like yeah if it's like put it this way I don't mind watching like rape fantasy porn yeah. or a feminist like woman owned like shit like this yeah. porn site is my own and I created this yeah, because then like, I know like this is what you wanted to be doing and like I can get off on like that fantasy land yeah but like some like the like illusion of like you know she's into it and then yeah. she's like just playing a role or, or like uh what's the fucking the the what the the super brutal dudes in New York who like I I hope they've been shut down by now uh, but they were like infamous when they first came out because they would like get all these like new girls who like had never shot porn before uh, and it was like hardcore like throat fucking like terrible uh, like yeah. brutal shit like injuring yeah. people like scarring them for life like terrible yeah. shit and it's like how do you like how's anyone even enjoying this? That's what I mean. You yeah. know what I mean? Even if you're into that, like if that if that, if you what you're into is that, like just find consensual versions of that. Like yeah. I don't need you to actually go pick up like young women who don't know what they're getting into, have them sign a contract that makes this okay for you to do, yeah. and then like l- literally abuse people on camera. Like that's yeah, not exactly hot to no, me at all. It's not. Like, and I love how you like can't drink, but you can like it was as soon as a girl turns eighteen, she can do a snuff film. Yo, like, like and that's what I mean. Like, can we get like a eighteen to twenty one bracket yeah, before it where it's out? only like softcore, yeah, like solo? Exactly. Like, you gotta feel it out for a while. Yeah, like I don't think you should be able to do like brutal hardcore yeah, or eighteen. Yeah. I mean, like we just gotta choose what's an adult, like either adult. And I've been eighteen. I wasn't an adult. That's why I'm so like, looking back on it now. I thought I was so grown. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure no, every no, person no, ever no, has no, said that about. They're 18-year-old but, like... We need to push it back. Like, decisions about, like, like college and life and shit like that, at least a 20. Like, give two years... No, I don't call it, like, college and drive... If like, you oh, want to, but I feel like you should be able to... Voting like, age? Go. Voting age, too, man. No, nah, you gotta be... No, that's weird. Yeah, voting should be 18. Because you, you have to have a voice for the youth. Yeah, you And do. I think you, know, you need teenagers voting. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And then and also it keeps the balance of people, like, you're not just promising shit to these, like, 60-year-olds yeah. who are, like... Well, especially as life expectancy gets longer, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, vote, the, the median voting age is going to go way up in the next 30 years. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, yeah. We're way off topic. Yeah, we super, but it was good conversation to have. I mean, someone's always fun to talk. It Listen, like I said, it's a sex positive podcast. If anything ever comes up that you want to talk about weird, kinky, porn, sketchy shit on the internet, yeah, hit us up. Come on our <laughs> podcast. Um, so uh, to close with Harvey, um, yeah, okay, we should close on what we think is going to happen to him, if anything. And how we feel okay. about that? How many? So Ashley Judd is the the, the, the headliner, voice. if you will. And I think it sucks that we know it. Oh, hold on! Before I think we Angelina get to, Jolie came out and said there was something there Jesus. too. Yeah. Okay. So. so with that in mind, let me let me ask you this question, and maybe we close out on this. Mm-hmm. Harvey Cosby. I don't think there's enough information on. Do you Harvey. think it gets treated the same? I know, absolutely not. 
because like Bill Cosby's literally came out of a random stand-up joke. Yeah, and I think and that shit took over the world. And then fifty women came out. I don't. My think, niggas got audio. Yeah, yeah. And nobody's even making a peep. Yeah, I think because um, Cosby was already out of the position. Like he, was, he wasn't still powerful. Yeah, he wasn't still powerful. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, Harvey still has influence. Uh, he's still connected to the scene. Uh, he's they said he's weakened in the industry, uh, as far as his ability to like make big stars. So that's why a lot of people came out. But I still like you. No one's saying shit on like these main talk shows and these night and these night shows. Uh, so I, I think it'll get. We'll talk about it for another week. And unless 30, 40 women fucking come out then um yeah then Bill Cosby's still like the fucking king of <laughs> raping hoes Jesus man yeah. I can't like I just can't believe that like I'm thinking about it as we were talking about you asked like what, what do you think is gonna happen and I'm like alright cool what's like the headliner star witness I wonder who the lawyers are that's gonna get involved I wonder who's gonna say what for and it's like Yo, we have like a like a script to follow for this shit now. Yeah, it's it's like like mass shootings. You know what I mean? It's just like you you know the steps are gonna hit and you know ain't shit gonna change. Yeah, we saw Bill O'Reilly. We saw you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I here's the thing, and I think this is probably like um, what's homie thing about the way Jets was texting us about um, last week when we left there, private jet guy. Oh, uh, I forget his name. Oh, that's perfect uh, Yeah, uh, I forget that dude's name. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is there. There's a, a lot of rich, influential people being convicted of sexual assault, and the the overwhelming excuse. Uh, Jeff Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. That's another one. Yeah. Mark that name. Go do go do some Google homework. Follow your president. Uh, <laughs> but I guess like I I just look at situations like that and I. Yeah, I, I I I can't help but think like the excuse that I was raised in a different era or like what what he said on the tape. I'm used to that. Like that's so gross and slimy yeah. now. Like, and I don't know like because it's tough to hold people from a different era accountable. But I said it's the same thing I say about like race relationships all the time. You know what I mean? I don't care that it was cool to call black people niggers when you were a kid yeah. or colored when you were a twenty year old. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't a nigga and I ain't colored. Yeah. So if you come around here with that shit, I will knock your six-year-old ass out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sorry, bro. Times is changing and you better adapt. That ain't on me. And I feel the same way about this shit. It's like, sorry, bro. Times is changing and it ain't on women to adapt. It's yeah. on men. Yeah. And y'all can't keep using the excuse like, well, when I was raised, it was different. When I when I was taught how to treat women, as a, nigga, learn something. I like think, it's as simple as that. Life's changing. Learn. And and I think a large a large a huge bulk of the of the challenge is gonna be a I think there's a huge issue with like women knowing how to speak to or men knowing how to speak to women. And I I hear this from like my girlfriend like my girlfriends uh, who are like dating, actively dating, they're just like, Yeah, this guy was just like super aggressive or we saying this and that and I'm like, Is it and I was like Oblivious, because I was like, I can't believe like this is how guys think you talk to women. This is how they think. It's like it's ridiculous. It's in no like it, it's like a fucking mind negative in social intelligence. Like how they even feel like you're gonna get any woman like being super aggressive and like using these shitty old school like 
aggressive pickup lines and so forth. And I I'm think, so, like, how do you how do you sling it like that to women you don't know? Like, I, I get know. it if it's like an old fuck buddy and you're just sliding in the DM like, "Yo, what's good with the dick pic?" Like, that's mad creepy. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but like, I get that. And like, you've established that's a thing. Maybe cool. Yeah. Like, how do you just like come at a girl like? First message on Tinder, yeah. like yo, I don't know you. Swipe right, dick pic. Like I, I think, I think there is. Uh, I think that men supercharged up and don't know how to speak to women and don't know how to like. Um, I didn't think they just are really they like there's this like thirst that they have like to get the with thirst a woman is very and real. they don't know and they haven't spent a lot of time just having conversations with women or like. I, I just think there's a huge like gap between like what they want, how they feel they should get it, and their ability to communicate and have social intelligence. And like, they don't understand. Just treat women like like people. people. Yeah, just like treat, they were treat them like men who are like treat them like mm, don't treat them like men. That's not a good idea. Treat them like your gay friend. <laughs> yeah. You're like a man, but like a little gentler. Don't be like a dick. Yeah. Well, be like a dick, but like about topic relevant things. Yeah. Like don't exactly. drag them to a sports bar for no apparent reason. Yeah, just use your social. I mean, just have some <laughs> social intelligence. That's what I mean. Few, yeah, dude. I, but that's a long know the, know, the, know to, the people you're talking to. They're going to have to do their own research on that. Here's a bit of advice. Here's a great one. For online people, mm. just jerk off before you text her. Oh. That way you're not all charged up and worried about yeah, it. Yeah, rub one out before you DM. Her. Yeah, that's a great rule of thumb. Was, Everyone used that. Knock like eighty percent of the thirst off for your messaging. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you'll go from yo, what's good? You trying to hang tonight at two a.m. to yeah. hey, I really like what you posted the other day. We should maybe get together and talk about that sometime. Save that to send at nine forty-five, oh, yeah, exactly. so it doesn't look weird. And don't don't, and don't hit the, <laughs> how you would still hit like I. I like if you are, it's poor planning if you're doing the spread DMs at one o'clock. Like you should already been planting those seeds at like seven o'clock. All right, so we we'll get a fun thing real quick. How many how many DM go tos can you have late night? DM like, goes you know, like if you if you don't have a plan you and you came home it's one thirty two o'clock in the morning and you, you on your creep mode shit because you wasted and you don't want to sleep alone. Yeah. How, how many people are you allowed to to send a the, you up <laughs> text to? I, I really okay. I usually I'll, I'll I feel like the correct answer is one, but we both know that ain't true. Yeah, it's it's it, it should be one and. But like, shout out to you, monogamous fucks, being miserable. But like, if you like, you're out there playing the field and so forth. Like, have one ha- and then have like two backups. Like, that's that seems fair. Yeah, because you know, you, you got like a a, a, a feature back and, and two complimentary. Yeah, backs. that's you. Like a third down back, a bruiser, yeah, and every time. Exactly. Back. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So it's <laughs> like you know, some <laughs> quick little flighty. You know, hot little thing. Something <laughs> probably a little big, but sturdy. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's dependable. Yeah, yeah. And something to get you in between. That's what you, I mean, but, yeah, and don't be. <laughs> oh, be terrible. Like, just don't be thirsty, man. Just, no, just have some class, man. I've never, I've always had just more 
Well, okay, here's the thing. Like, the reason why I, I haven't been third, because I because I went through levels. Like, I tried being, like, when I was young, I was super nice, opened up doors, because I grew around strong, independent women, and they were like, this is how you treat women. It was about the time I turned 16, where I was like, that shit does not work. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so, like, I just, like, started treating, like, like, I wouldn't open up doors for guys, and I would just, like talk shit to them and so forth because that's I just treated them like there was no pressure because you know and so like once I started treating women like that and there wasn't all this build up anxiety and pressure I stopped saying awkward shit and like I just started treating them and, and then I, I had self respect for myself so I didn't want them to feel I just never wanted people to feel uncomfortable around me and even beyond like if, if I thought that like yo like I can probably like get her to like sleep with me but I may do something that makes her feel uncomfortable. Like, I would be like, no, it just felt, I just felt like, I felt like listening. Like, if I did something weird or creepy, I felt like how that Harvey Weinstein video sounded. Like, your audio sound. It's just like, oh, like, no, that's not like where. See, this is where me and you and Matt different. It's like, I live to make people uncomfortable. I'm with you. I want everybody to be comfortable at the end of the day. But I want to make you uncomfortable, and then I want to ask you why you're uncomfortable and see if I can make you comfortable with it. And one of the issues therein is situations like that where you probably push the line a little far. And it's like, but you just got to have the sense to, like, recognize that, identify that, say something about it, dude. Mm. There's nothing creepier than being creepy and then just, like, thinking that was okay. Yeah. Don't over-apologize. Don't, like, apologize a thousand times because that looks bad, too. But, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I I mean... I've definitely done that, so... i just been, like... A session, there's a difference between like an uncomfortable and like a sexual uncomfortable, yeah. And it's like, it, and like, I don't mind like me saying something that busts your balls and you feeling like a little bit embarrassed. That's different than yeah. you feeling like, uh, like I don't know. I that's what I mean. That, that, like, yeah. yeah, I don't want you to feel like I don't know if I want to be exactly. Here. Like that, yeah, that's like, what uh, I mean by uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. I never want to make people feel, it, that way. yeah, 100%. I want to make people feel like I did. You know, did he really just say that? Should I feel that way? Should I think that? Like, I want to like challenge you. You know what I mean? That like yeah. that's the fun of life to me. Exactly. But yeah, like, yeah, I don't want to make you feel like, oh, uh, like I don't. I I feel unsure of why I'm here. Like I I feel unsafe here. Like yeah. that. Feel, like I don't know. Especially the black man. Like I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like I make people feel that by nature of walking around in our t- society. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. I don't need to do anything to make you feel unsafe. I exist. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like I terrify white people. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we a little ways in. We got a couple other things we wanted to touch on. And we may not get through all of them. Which one? Yeah, I was going to say, which one of these did you want to hit? Mm, uh, I don't care, really. I think we can run through the Mike Pence thing pretty quickly, and then we can go on to, like, we can hit OJ next time. And, and you know, I, I mean, it's not, listen, this is all there to say about OJ. OJ's out. Don't yeah. fuck with OJ. You seen the video? <laughs> yeah, leave OJ. Don't run up on OJ. Uh, oh, Don't run up on OJ. Let, let OJ get acquainted. My nigga's uh, gonna get home, do like six months. Cool. He's gonna have a reality show. We all gonna go back to liking OJ. We all know he married some people. I was saying to Chris oh, earlier before we got in the air. Sometimes. Oh. You can. <laughs> nah, we ain't got to take it that far. <laughs> OJ, OJ maybe one of y'all stepdaddy while y'all playing. Talking to y'all this shit about OJ. Facts. Coming in, blowing your mom's back out. <laughs> like, all y'all who had moms who were hot in like the late, like early 80s, mid 80s, like, yeah, exactly. don't stunt. The OJ be in the red zone with your mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so. She, she couldn't even talk about her nigga fantasies around your mm. Yeah, <laughs> man. All right, uh. But yeah, shout out to OJ. I'm glad you're on my dog. All right, don't uh, go back. Real quick, Mike we can Pence. run through Mike Pence. 
every if you don't what know. What a stunt. Like, what a thought-ass nigga. So, all right, let's just run through it for people <laughs> on their rock. Mike Pence went to the Indianapolis game. He's from Indiana, it makes sense why he picked a shitty Colts game. And they were playing, um, I forget who they were playing. Some other by. trash team. Yeah, but. Uh, Tennessee. No, I don't know. I, regardless of whatever the team is, I know it was the team that was like, they had the most amount of people who were uh, kneeling. Oh, San Francisco. Time. San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he came. No one I can remember who they were playing. Uh, <laughs> Two bum-ass teams. Yeah, so uh, he went uh, and did all this shit. He went for like a certain reason. They were honoring something or other. Regardless. They were honoring some military personnel, I think. And so... Uh, Essentially, this whole thing was put together as a stunt. Yeah, like it, it was like a, they were honoring some military personnel. But the anthem was obviously going to be a huge thing. Is Indianapolis where Pence is from? Is the 49ers who Kaepernick used to play for and still has a lot of support from? And like you said, has the has the most people kneeling. Uh, and wow. And then uh, so like the game, the game's about to start. They play the national anthem, and immediately Mike Pence leaves. But did he leave during the anthem? I didn't catch that. I'm pretty sure he left as soon. Like after probably, ended, right? probably, no after, yeah, yeah, probably after the yeah. end. And on. then, um, and so, the, we know that this was a stage thing because there was uh, media on. Because Donald Trump said so. Yeah, and also there was media <laughs> uh, on the uh, who were like flying with them, and they said they were like, "Hey, uh, you might as well stay on the plane because he may not be at this game long." So he knew this was going to happen. He knew he was on leave. It was a stunt. It was a waste of time. He had other shit on the books for the same time. Exactly. They interviewed Donald Trump. Donald Trump took credit. That's what I mean. Like, what a thought move. Yeah, it was. It was like someone said it online. It was like the most, like, high school fucking stunt move. That It's like, it's ridiculous. And it's, it's sad that this is what... Politics and government has come to. Have you have you read? Uh, I'm reading it right now. Have you read "The Hate You Give" by Angie Thomas? No, I have not. Free promo. Hey Angie, wherever you're at out there, everybody go read "The Hate You Give." It's fucking excellent. Right. Uh, but one of the the scenes in this book that this reminds me of: um, this young woman sees her best friend shot by police. Mm-hmm. It, it, she goes to like this all white prep school. Doesn't really tell any of her friends about because she doesn't want to, you know, trying to disassociate a lot of different things, whatever. Uh, and so the school hosts like a protest for like racial ju- and all these kids are using it essentially just as a reason to skip class. Yeah. But that's like your dead friend they're championing to get a free day mm-hmm. out of class. That's the kind of shit it feels like to me. It's like yeah, exactly. Oh, you want to protest because racial injustice is serious? Hold on, let me make this about me making you small. Exactly. Do you not get that? That's what this is all about. It, it, you can't like. The big white government man shows up to put you little niggas in your place, yeah. and when you act out of line, we walk out and tell you you're second class citizens. You're yeah. disrespectful to us, and we will exterminate you. Yeah, it's that's how this shit goes. Do you not see how that shit plays? Do you think we're here for that shit? Yeah, and I'm just. I, mm. And and the one thing is is that like it 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 highlights the the disconnect between not only like races. Socially economic groups, the government and the people, and then like, and how like even if let's say like I was like completely against people kneeling for the uh, for the anthem, I don't see how you can be for this petty example, this petty stunt. Like, how can you even? I would be like, hold on, what the fuck is he doing? Like, that's not it in any situation. 
that's not how you handle a DOS. If there was a section of my the country that I'm supposed to represent everyone in this country, and there was a group of people that were millionaires, influential people in the Afri- African-American community that were kneeling, I would be like, hold up. Let's see what the problem is. I will have the, it would have been more powerful to have a conversation with them stick sit down sit down with these guys and just have a conversation and go back and forth air everything out and come to come to some kind of at least but, understanding or the, something this is what I mean like nobody wants to like neither nobody wants to see the power or the image of doing that and it's like it's so sad that the idea yeah. of unity and compromise has become damned in this yeah. country like that is what built this country and to think otherwise is not only repugnant and idiotic but anti-American and it's like we're built on compromise and common good that is what yeah. democracy is supposed to be about and it's just it's fucking sad to see like yeah. the infantile back and shit back and forth it's, 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 it's stupidity now it's, we were no, go ahead. no I was just saying like the one thing that I, that I feel like current time is showing is that how much stupidity and ignorance we're just swimming in. It's like a monsoon of it. People are so fucking stupid. Yeah, and, just come microphone now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but we're, even we're like, not talking, right? Yeah, but even like people who are like, I feel like if I met them before now and had conversations with, I would be like, all right, well, this is just like a pretty good, like just normal adults. And now like I have conversation with people where I'm like, oh, you just don't fucking know shit. Like you don't know, you don't understand other people's lives. You haven't took taken a second to understand or listen or read or 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 watch a documentary or anything about anyone that is not directly involved in your immediate life. And that's fucking sad. Macro, man. <laughs> yeah, it is like fucking sad. It's like you don't you don't deserve to have an opinion because you haven't fucking went out and like interacted with people outside of your social economic group, and it's fucking ridiculous. I, I can only value your micro opinion if you have a a, a macro of experience. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like the people always want to cite like these like very well traveled, well like experienced people when they try and like compare their opinion. It's like. No, you've talked to, like, two to three people in your neighborhood that, like, range from, like, yeah, you know, like, one black guy, one Indian dude, and no Asians, and you consider your, like, opinion diverse. Exactly. Like, you you look at something, like, Steve Kerr is a great example. I always love talking about Steve Kerr. This dude lived in, like, a fucking billion different places, has friends literally around the globe on all seven continents, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, has has lived in the Middle East, you know what I mean? It's just, like... Has, has a worldview that's unique, and so, like, I can appreciate your micro-vision, yeah. right? Because you've known enough types of people to have that. Mm-hmm. For the rest of us, man, like, stop kidding yourself. Like, yeah, exactly. To be better, your best bet is to try and think bigger, because yeah. you can't find it on this small scale. No. And I just, it's sad that people settle for such small things. Yeah. Um, tangential to this situation... Mm-hmm. Uh, is our homegirl hey shout out Jamel Hill uh, yeah. at late to work if you well, at underscore late to work if you want to holler at us you know what's <laughs> up get some six what's good yeah. I know you might not be there long but hey uh, Jamel Hill uh, tweeted out long story short our president is a wild racist white supremacist mm-hmm. and then people were like ah oh, I'm upset because she said things that like not not for that I'm not even gonna say we all know it's true like whatever you can think they're not true yeah I think you're dumb for that but whatever mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's not like that's a new opinion yeah exactly like mad people call like Trump has to fight off claims of white supremacy every day exactly. anyway exactly 
And why is this big news? Like, yeah. I don't... And so, like, whatever. Like, people lost their shit. The thing that really got me was... So ESPN suspended her. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar, like, with the ins and outs of that situation at all? Uh, yeah, so uh, ESPN suspended her, but they kind of... So she made another statement, and it was um, it was about Jerry Jones. So, like, Jerry Jones said... Uh, and this is my exact feeling on... She, like, expressed my exact feelings on the Cowboys. Jerry Jones, who's the owner of the Cowboys and the GM and everything else, said that if any player kneeled uh, during that national anthem and disrespected flag, they're off the team. Again, he said that? Because I know he yeah. said that previously. Again, he like doubled he down on yep. that? Yep, okay. exactly. And so um, what J- Jamil Hill said is that it is unfair for him to say that because the black players – the black because, one, if they stand, then the black players look insensitive to the cause. They look like Uncle Tom's, and it's not right for him to put in a position. And if he, they stand or they and they kneel, they're off the team. They lose their mm-hmm. job. And it's not right for – him to put them in that position, and I completely agree. As a, as a cowboy, I would be very uh, yeah on what to do. Um, and then she said that like um, he's she said that like um, something about like the pressure should be on not just on the players or not even just on strictly on Jerry Jones. Maybe it should be on like uh, the people that advertise through them and so forth like that. And then she said, but I'm not saying to boycott them or anything like that. And then they suspended her for it. And you guys can look at the exact tweets online and shit like that. Also, like, Charlamagne Tha God did a, a donkey of the day and broke it down. Gave the donkey of the day to the head of ESPN and the head of Disney who owns ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my feeling of this is that she didn't say anything wrong. She expressed her feeling and she spoke out against things that she thought was wrong. And she expressed it very articulately using Twitter with only a few characters. She doubled she doubled back and said, Hey, I'm not saying this, but if you're feeling like writing a letter or something like that, like this is who you write it to in order to support these players who are supporting injustice for the community that she is from and that she represents. And I feel like a lot of people, especially SPN and especially Jerry Jones, are going to look back and they're going to be see that they're on the wrong side of history in this. So one one of the things I worried about a lot during the mass ESPN layoff, not to get super sports media out there with people, mm-hmm. uh, was that you were going to end up having these champions of one voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were going to have these like four or five black voices who were black sports mm-hmm. media icons. Now mm-hmm. you'd have you know uh, these three or four like white southern voices, the Marty Smiths of the world, kind mm-hmm. of coming of their own now. Uh, you have kind of the the niche you know geeky kind of guys. You know the bougie grass. You know what I mean they they all kind of have their little niche now. Mm-hmm. And I worried that Jamel and Michael were obviously taking on the the flagship black voice, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, especially for the younger generation and like. There, were, it, there's nothing to offset them. There's not other black commentators on ESPN with their kind of credentials at their age group mm-hmm. that can support them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I don't know if that's strategic on ESPN's part, yeah. but I think they, they can leverage that to any portion of their community now yeah. uh, and apply the pressure. I stand by Michael Smith heavy for uh, 
sitting out his shows during yeah. the boycott. Yeah. I think that's what's up. Like, yeah. I respect great that. Great co-host. Like, that's, that's my guy. Yeah. Help Chris would do the same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, man. I'm for the cause. <laughs> yeah. But if we get paid, man, they're gonna, come on now. I'm for get the cause, man. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It's... It's surprising to me that we, we just got done talking about Harvey Weinstein and sexual assault. We live in a time where we, we can we can openly talk about uh, not not just objectifying is too weak of a word, uh, violating, criminalizing the female body mm-hmm. like left and right. Our president can put that on display and to voice your opinion. And like the thing that gets me and I've always. Not agreed with, but at least had to hear as somebody who puts aside a lot of other shit to watch sports. Mm-hmm. Stick to sports, right? Yeah. That's what, This is a sports take. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're talking about the owner of a sports team, yeah. a man that he put to his sports team, mm-hmm. about the behavior of the said sports team participating in on the field. Yeah, exactly. That's a sports take. You're not, yeah. like, as a professional sports talk correspondent, host, whatever, yeah. like, you're not really allowed to shy away from that. Exactly. So if that's your take, that's your take. And then you have it's to. not like it, it's not damaging or inflammatory. You're not even calling for I don't understand why that's suspendable. I don't understand it either. It seems pretty un- it seems illegal and unconstitutional. And uh, the, the thing is you have her on there and and her co-host to be the voice to be like the voice for minorities to be like you detract minority and then you, you try to silence her when she speaks about something that's affected minorities in sports it's like dude you're fucking ridiculous like how do you even how do you even like merger up the the fucking gall to like suspend this woman i would be like yo like fuck it like i'm on the side with people of people being on expressive so as long as no one's getting hurt as long as it's not like violence or like very obscene like if she's voicing her opinion and putting it out there then that like jerry jones made a statement of how he feel and he and i feel like he is you know taking away freedoms and so the 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 thing i keep hearing thrown around to defend that Mm -hmm. uh which is very interesting when you flip it is that well he owns i actually heard somebody say this verbatim Mm -hmm. He's the owner of the team, so he has more of a right to express himself than an employee does. That's now there are many ridiculous. Pe- but in capitalism, everybody buys into that yeah, system, right? Exactly. The, the boss has all the power. Yeah. And what I'm saying is, like, what a perfect reflection of this. Mm-hmm. So because he's the owner, he can say whatever he wants. Yeah. But because she's the employee, she should be suspended. Yeah. Uh, you asked, how can you muster up the gall, right? I'm going to read you the statement on this because this blew my fucking mind as somebody with a degree in communications who wants to work in sports media eventually. Jamel Hill has been suspended for two weeks for a second violation of our social media guidelines. She previously acknowledged letting her colleagues and company down with an impulsive tweet. In the aftermath, all employees were reminded of how individual tweets may reflect negatively on ESPN and that such actions would have consequences, hence this decision. Hence this decision. Sorry. The juvenile fucking intern who put that together. Yeah, Let me read that back for anyone who, who missed that. Such actions would have consequences, hence this decision. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a like a junior like high school president like yeah. punishing somebody for the yeah, first time? And trying to sound fucking Well <laughs> since you violated guideline 2.614, everyone is hereby reminded that these types of behaviors will have consequences and no one shall disrespect my authority. Yeah, and I don't What the fuck is wrong with you? Exactly. And and then like on top of that, it's like 
I don't understand what she said that a that reflects bad on ESPN. The fact that he like she's gave an opinion on something sports related. Uh, and second violation, saying Trump was a racist. I can't even. I can see. I can kind of see them. Hey, don't bring politics in there because like half of our fucking audience voted for Trump. But like this, it shouldn't be a. This shouldn't be a, a violation. Yeah, I mean, at, at what point are you restricting? I mean, whatever. Like they own the company, right? Like, they own that portion of the media, so like she can go do her thing elsewhere, and that's their argument. And, like that's the law. Like I get all that. I'm not even trying to argue all that. I just don't know. Like when did when did that become cool? Like I like put it this way, man. I, I grew up in like the bastion of liberalism that is Boston, mm-hmm. and like. I remember plenty of times in my life where plenty of writers were on the opposite side of their paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether that was the Herald or the Globe. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like went to fucking war with the people who employed them. Yeah. And those people kept cutting them a check. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because and you know that's how this shit's supposed to work. Yeah, exactly. And I, I forget that they, this is journalism. Yeah. So you should have an opinion. And I, I, I think ESPN's goal, and I, I've said this for a while during the restructure, and I, I think they want to be the Google of sports. Yeah. They don't they don't want to have any bias they, but you can't you can't do that and have good sports exactly sports is about conflict sports is about winners and losers exactly. you can't be google for sports exactly it doesn't yeah. work that way no it doesn't and i just feel like that you know they're on the wrong side of history and this is what when their kids kids are looking back on the action that they did during these times when it was turbulent this is shit that it will be highlighted, you know. So fuck you, you know. And by this, I mean this podcast. Cause <laughs> and by the way, if ESPN is looking for people to replace the six, 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 six. <laughs> nah, um, I'm fucking around. Yeah, um, shout out to Jamal Hill for real though. That, yeah, like, that shit's crazy to me. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of quoting tweets on air. I think that shit's corny as fuck. But I've seen this going around a million times over, and I couldn't agree more. Why is Jamal Hill? Held to a higher standard than a president. Yeah, simple as that. Yep, exactly. It, like if if you're willing to put him on TV and let him say the shit he does, yeah. you want to put Jerry Jones out there on TV and say the shit that he does, then put Jamel Hill out there. It's as simple as that. Fuck you. She's just as qualified, if not more. Uh, yeah, we're at about an hour now, so uh, should we? Last five, top five. Yeah, last uh, time five five. Last time five 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 five. <laughs> I'm my nigga over here. Right, we really can't get you high on there. Exactly. That should be crazy. Uh, speaking of which, actually, before eh, I will do that after last five top five. Hold on. Last five top five feel good rap singles ever. Got five minutes. We gotta figure this shit out. Come up with our top five. I'm breaking out the whiteboard. All right. Uh, should we pause it while we think? Oh no, no. We gotta get this done within five minutes. Oh, okay. I like this. No, this, right, li- cool. this is live on air, man. This is the content. This is the art. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go to Fuck my. Uh, uh, I, so. Off rip, today was a good day. Yes, no. Yeah, that All should right. be on there. All right. Uh, Juicy's got to be on there. Okay. Uh, California Love's got to be on there. That's a feel-good song? And put on that fucking song and that feel good? I mean, I, nah, I fuck with it, but like, nah, there's better feel-good records than that, I feel like. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I tell you those tough. I mean, because that's a banger. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but that's not like a. When I think like summertime, like yeah, summertime okay, by Will okay. Smith is like okay, a feel yeah. good Oh, summertime by Will Smith's got to be on there. I just sound a wash for that. I was like California Love, no, yeah. but Will Smith summertime. No, that's that's gotta, my that's jam. A, that's a historic one. Yeah, but that's come on, man. Yeah. What, what makes you feel better than summertime? Nothing. Um, All right, so similar realm as as California Love. If you want to go that route, 
Regulators? Regulators, yeah, is on there. They're, like, everybody loves that song. Everyone. They but do covers that at every shitty ball yeah. with white people of all time. Yeah, that's definitely got to be on there. I don't know if it already counts as a rap record, though. Um, that's so feel good. Let's see. Um, see, this is why I, I was leaning on you because I don't do classics. I'm very in the mo- uh, I don't know if I told you this. My 2017, I'm keeping an eye on the time, so we keep this under five minutes. My 2017, I'm only listening to new music. I, uh, I, didn't, I, I have not saved or listened to on my own any mm-hmm. song that came out prior to mid-2016. Oh, word? Like, like August 2016 and forward. That's only just because there's a couple of like newer shit I had to keep in the rotation. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so like my classic game is way up because I used to be all classic. I just didn't listen to new music. I felt mad old, so I wanted to like give myself a year to like get back to new music. It's been interesting. Yeah. No, to be fair though, none of that new shit's making this list. No, none of that. Okay, there's got to be a Jay Z song on there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like this should be. I'm trying to think. What's like feel a feel good? Like I don't feel like I got no feel good Jay Z records. I feel like yeah, I don't know. There's um, like there's a lot of artists I I feel something to, but I don't feel like Vince Staples got mad. Like I want to cruise around, and smoke Blunt's records too. Shout uh, to he has he has he has girls. No, please come on now. Oh, we're talking all time. Yeah, you that's true. No, it's not gonna be all. I time. got f- I got fifty more fucking Biggie records before we get yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. I want to get some Jim Jones ballin'. Ooh, ballin's up there. That's a feel good record. Yeah. Uh... 50 Cent in the club gotta be yeah yeah 50 Cent's whole catalog yeah but in the club is yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be played in the club for like the rest of eternity yeah like you will not go to a nightclub and not hear that song mm. we got any more candidates before we start trying to write these for people um and I, hey everybody listen out there I want tweets I want comments I want emails tell me how wrong we are because this is the fun part about doing last five top five we rank in the top five of all time of one random thing every single week we're doing it in real time and obviously we're probably gonna miss a bunch of shit and y'all can put it out to us and make us feel oh, not stupid uh, or you can agree because we're fucking geniuses up to you uh I got two outcast bombed over Baghdad is that fi- nah? Yeah, if we talk feel good record, hold on. Is Hey Y'all a rap record? Does that count? It should count. Hey Y'all should be on that. Yeah, because Hey Y'all is a way more feel good record. Yeah. This, I mean, Outkast got a bunch though. Um, mm. That's a good call though. I didn't thought about them. This is what I mean. I know I'm forgetting mad shit. I know we're forgetting. Yo, we're doing this no justice. Okay, here we go. Nah, hit, hit, give us some justice. <laughs> Take it to the house. Slip inside records. Trick Daddy. Oh, I. No, I don't you know. Really if all time, I don't know. Jits, if gonna hear this? Please tell me. I don't know if it's all time, but uh, it it's, it could be on there. All right, we have one and a half minutes. We yeah. gotta rank these. Juicy is that our biggie pick for sure? Yeah, that's okay. gotta be. That's at least two for me. Uh, we got any mace on there? Oh, mace should definitely. That's be what on I mean. There. What's the fucking mace joint with the uh where he's dancing outside? Breeze shirt shake. Welcome back. Uh, uh, no, no, no problems. More, Harlem World. Harlem World, I think. That's a little too gangster for this. Listen. No, How the ball? What's the, what's the one with the, in the shiny suits and shit like oh, that? Oh, more money, more problems. Is that more money, more problems? Yeah. I and feel they, like and they in the fucking wind turbine. I mean, they ain't shiny suits and a lot of shit. But uh, yeah, okay. So I feel like Mace's first single. That I forget what it is. Um, nah, if we can't get the name, it don't make the list. Yeah, it's true. Then of all time, I guess. Alright, I'm putting... Mm, summertime really can't be number one, can it? it nah, it, Juicy's got to be above Summertime. 
I'm, this is mad better feel good records. I feel like we're trash at this. This is hey, this is the first week we're doing this. I I apologize that we're trash at this. Yeah, I, we, yeah we, if we had like time, no, nah, but that's what makes it fun. Although yeah, we should, we we should come with with some options. I feel like preloaded. We're gonna talk before next week. Yeah. All right, we got we have two spots left. I got juicy summertime and balling is locks. Um, hey y'all's gotta be on that, but I don't know if hey y'all's a rap record. Oh, 50, in the club's got to be okay. at least three, the three. I give in the club three. Okay. Mm. Five seconds, four seconds, three <sighs> seconds. Regulators. Ooh, hard at the... I'm going to swap these two. Okay. Done. All right. <laughs> Top five best feel-good rap records of all time. Go and fill your podcast radio. With should, a time limit. We, we, should, uh, we should do a Spotify playlist on this. We should. That'd be fun. We'll do the top five, and then we'll do like a. We'll throw in some honorable mentions. All right, cool. Yeah. And we'll like put that sure. out some content. We should put. Y'all down on that? Go check that out. We'll do that. We should uh like sh- do like a share on Facebook where we put our top five feel good records, yeah. and then share it with our friends and see what theirs are. Fuck our friends. Share with our fans. Yeah, or exactly. We friends we'll with like, all these people. Well, fuck y'all. Like, y'all are friends now. I'm yeah. sorry. We'll be. It'll be a way to us. like everyone to chime in. All right, I like it. Yeah. We're doing oh, we should do this once a week, too. No, I, I thought that's what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, but like, on oh, Facebook and shit and share it, yeah. When they go out here talking about the vision, like, I don't have to do that. Goddamn. I get a little secret. This is the sauce, nigga. Yeah. All right, hey, yo. Well, now y'all see behind the scenes. Hey, we are here. We covered a lot. This is episode 11. Um, yeah, yeah. dates, anything coming up? Oh, a couple things coming up. Uh, we're going to have some guests in the near future. Um, my homie Pascal, shout out to well, Salute to the homies, cool shit. He just moved to Boston. Uh, theater actor, guru, extraordinaire. Uh, some film stuff uh, in his repertoire as well. Talking about the transition to the Bean Town from other places as a thespian. Uh, and as a, a, a you know, many other layered person. Uh, so we'll get into this, some shit with him. I also, uh, I want to run this idea by you live on air. I got a couple different people I want to bring in for this episode. But I really want to do an episode about drugs. Because I feel like a lot of people have very hard opinions on drugs. and There's a lot of talk lately about opioids, about legalization of drugs, legalization of pot, legalization of all yeah. drugs, stigmatization of drugs. I don't know. There's a lot of shit to be talked about in the, am, about drugs. I am down for I that. Is, I have a couple guests in mind. I've got some emails out. So keep tuned somewhere in the teens. Maybe there'll be some drugs. Uh, Absolutely. Drugs are always fun, kids. Right. Uh, you got any dates or anything on that? Yeah, I'm at uh, only Chris Allen can find him at a pub and club, and this is in Bellingham. I'm there. Um, Yo, no bullshit. That place is actually cool shit. I like uh, 140 pub and club. I've never been there before, but nice. I'll be in there November 5th. I'll be at a Comedy Connection on December 3rd. Comedy Connection, Boston. Uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Comedy um, Connection, Rhode Island, in Providence. Yeah, uh-huh. and then I have some other stuff I just don't remember, and I should be I should write this shit down before. But as you can see, I'm about as organized as a six year old. So, no, um, we really need an intern. We need like a like an intro outro. Yeah, no, I just need to get all my shit and do these beforehand. Uh, but we'll get it. I mean, we're growing, guys. Fuck yourself. Exactly. <laughs> all right. But, so this uh, has been episode eleven. It's your boy Money Mitch. That's your boy Only Chris Allen. Find us on one or more social media platforms. If you're looking for the both of us, it's at underscore late to work on just about everything. Late to work on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, anything else you want to find us on. iTunes. iTunes. iTunes is important. I keep forgetting iTunes because I have an Android. But salute to iTunes. Get us on iTunes. Uh, we'll be on more things soon too. Uh, tell us where you want us. We'll find a way to be there. We're pretty tech savvy, and if not, we'll go hire some Dan Savages at Risk Youth. Uh, <laughs> Till next time, we out it. All right, peace. Don't be a dickhead. <laughs>
China will be a dickhead.